Hi. Hi. Welcome to Why Are We Like This, a Heart Stopper podcast. I'm Ashley, she, her. And I'm Alyssa, she, they. And today we are here to talk about volume one, which is chapters one and two of the comics. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Woo! We are back. It has been like a month. Mm-hmm. And in that month, we got the first looks for season two. A release date. Yeah. I feel like so many things have happened. Uh, Not just in terms of this particular media, but like Red, White, and Royal Blue and a bunch of other stuff. It's just been a big month for media-related announcements. It's true. (laughs) Um, But we are here to kick off our coverage of the Heartstopper comics. Um, If you are, like me, reading along in the physical copies, today we're talking about Volume 1. And if you are reading along online with the webcomic, this is going to be chapter one, meet, and chapter two, crush. So I wanted to start off with just some general impressions from my experience of going back to the comics because I have watched the show like on a loop and going back to the comics was definitely a weird experience. Uh, just because it's been a, been a minute for me. Mm-hmm. So there were things that, you know, there's beats from the show that are so ingrained in my head that are different. Right, right, right. Or there's also experiences where there are things that are like word for word. And just I have the characters from the show, the actors' yeah. voices like burned into my brain. So those I'll probably be pointing those things out as we go through. Um, we are obviously not going to be like reading page by page otherwise we'd be here forever but (laughs) i'll probably just quickly refer to things as as we're going through i definitely made some notes about uh similarities and differences Mm -hmm. there are some pretty big differences straight away too yes yes so shall we shall we jump in (laughs) sure so we're in january 2010 very different yes hang on although Alice would like us to note that that is not necessarily representative of the year the story seems to be set. All of Alex's Alice's works are generally set in the present at the time of them being written. Example, Heartstopper is clearly not set in 2010 due to the use of more modern iPhones, which I guess is true. The like operating system that we see, the user interface, right, definitely right, right. is more modern. Um, but that probably corresponds to the updates that were done when the book was the physical books were first published in 2018 so that tracks interesting but there are definitely some things that are happening such as the prominent use of facebook (laughs) rather than than instagram yeah i was like excuse me are we using Facebook to communicate? We're Facebook stalking people. I haven't Facebook stalked someone probably since 2014, 2013. Yeah. I Facebook stalked Eddie when we first started talking. And that was 2013. (laughs) And I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I Facebook stalked after that. He knows this, by the way. It's not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So we started in the library. Well, before we start in the library, we start with Charlie's phone, um, which is just a sequence of Ben texting a location and then Charlie responding with a one-syllable affirmative response. We've got Mm -hmm. K, 
We've got okay, and we've got yep. Yeah, which is and very I also- different than how we start the show because in mm-hmm. the show, he's like very happy and excited to see Ben, and he's like sending smiley faces, and like Charlie's kind of already over it when the comic starts. Yes. Um, and I also happened to notice that we've got like the dates. It says Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. What happened on Tuesday, Ben? I'm choosing to believe that Ben was out sick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also weird because this is ostensibly the first day back from break. And yet Ben has been earlier in this week hitting Charlie up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Like what? <laughs> but yeah, and then we're in the library and Charlie is really not having it. He's not interested. Mm-mm. And I really like the way that we've got the like tick 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 mm-hmm. it, it does a good time of not only like demonstrating that time is passing but it's also that like boredom and like waiting yeah. for that time to be done because yes. Charlie's just really not not into it and you can really see that in the last panel on page two that is the closest to rolling one's eyes that a drawing can get <laughs> it's like mid kiss <laughs> side eye yeah yeah he takes the first out that he can get. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was only the first bell, but he's got to go. And Ben is not happy about it. Yeah, he's he's pretty mad. So we're straight away getting the impression that Ben is a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I do think that just the – I think that Charlie's, like, shorter responses in that first panel really set this the tone for what's going on. Um, and how over it Charlie is, but he's just kind of along for the ride at this point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely just going with the motions. Mm -hmm. And then on page four, we get Charlie in the hallway and he has a letter. So in the show, he just has his new classroom scribbled on his hand. And Mm -hmm. here he's got um, an actual letter. And something that stood out to me about this letter is that it is 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 that it is addressed to Charlie, not to like parent or guardian of Charles Spring. Yeah, I, I mean, feel- I guess it makes sense because they're not the ones that would be going to the class. Yeah, but I feel like all of the letters and everything that got sent home, even if it was more relevant to me, always were addressed to parent or guardian of. Hmm. Um, that might just be a UK thing. But as I was reading it, it, it did stand out to me. Um, but yeah, but we find out that all of the students are being placed in new vertical class groups. And Charlie is in class Hamlet 5 in room B25. I love the way that the leaves started like right at the very beginning and have flowed all the way through. And now we're on page, what, like four or five and they're mm-hmm. still flowing. Yeah, the only break so far is on page three when Charlie is trying to get out of the library. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charlie arrives in room B25 with Mr. Lang, who informs <laughs> Charlie that he has been sat next to Nicholas Nelson. Mr. Lang is way less snarky and like super peppy in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very excited. I also, this is like a really random thing that I noticed, but he calls Charlie 
Charlie when he's greeting him, but then calls right. Nick Nicholas. I was like, interesting. But I was thinking about how I know a few people who like go by a nickname, but ref- like introduce themselves as their like full name. Right. So like Ad- Eddie will often introduce himself as Edward. And I'm just like, why are you saying that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is not your name. my name. And I'm like, no, it's not. You're Eddie. <laughs> he also says, well, if it isn't Charlie Spring. So I feel like he's probably had Charlie in class before. Maybe mm-hmm. he hasn't had Nick until now. And so he's going by his government name because Nick hasn't corrected him. That's entirely possible. As someone who goes by their middle name, it was always a hit or miss on if I felt like correcting it or not. <laughs> Most of my corrections were someone who said my name wrong. Mm. So then we get our Heartstopper title page. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about this one. (laughs) I like it a lot, but like Charlie just looks so tired. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're not getting the emotion that we get from like the show. And again, it's illustrated still images compared to – a um moving images <laughs> that's the word i was looking for yeah it's it's still just it's not what i'm used to it was one of those more jarring moments of like things i wasn't expecting yeah and i feel like we get more feeling in the smaller drawing below it with the highs than we do the like first looks at each other mm-hmm. <laughs> i have a formatting issue with the book itself on this oh so the the first part, Heartstopper, the title page is on an odd-numbered page. So then you have to flip it to see yeah. a comic by – rather than having it on opposite pages so that yeah. it's just like a open face spread. And I don't like that. That's fair. That's a valid <laughs> complaint. Yeah, that's just annoying because you have to like turn the page and then you get the highs, mm-hmm. um, which, are, which are definitely a much more accurate – depiction of the emotion and what's going on yeah um i also love the next page where it's like you can tell that nick is chatting with Cy and otis and charlie can like hear his voice like floating over mm-hmm. i get the comic the comic panel of like just nick's mouth <laughs> yeah and then charlie below him like peeking around yes <laughs> so cute I also, we've seen it a few times now, but I do, um, and we'll see this a lot, but Alice replaces all brand logos with the leaf, and I love mm-hmm. it. So instead mm-hmm. of the Fjall Raven logo on Charlie's backpack, because right. like the design of that is definitely supposed to be a, f- a Fjall Raven backpack. Yeah, um, 100%. But instead of that logo, we just get the leaf, Yeah, which I cute. think is great because it's more interesting than just putting a blank circle which mm-hmm. a lot of people would do. Yeah. Um, it just like adds like a nice little personal touch and makes it like the comics. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then we get our high montage. Which I love. So, because it's not just all highs. We go on day yeah. two, they say all right to each other. And then on day three, we get morning. And then on day four, we get hey. And so it's like, it's getting more friendly each day as it goes on. <laughs> yes. And I love that. That is super cute. And I love that once again, it's Nick that is initiating every time. Mm-hmm. We do get to see Charlie uh, 
we get to see his anxiety around it a little bit better, I think, than we do in the show. Mm-hmm. We see him kind of like thinking about it, you know, but we don't get this panel where we see all of his anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say any of that stuff like out loud in the show. So I think it sets us off on a different tone with Charlie and his mental health than the show does. Yes. And so this is the panel we're talking about is at the top of page 14. And this is actually a panel that I also noted as well because I love it. Um, It feels very claustrophobic. It does. And like he's being drowned in his thoughts, which is a very like anxious uh, sensation. Mm -hmm. But then we get the infamous pen scene. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to say this 150 times as we move through this, but like Ink Hand Nick is like one of my favorite drawings of him. This one and on the next page when Mm -hmm. we get to see him. Like just the way he like holds his hands out. (laughs) He's just so cute. The drawings are just so cute. Yeah. Um, I have a note about Mr. Lang. Uh, mm-hmm. He is way too calm about this. Yeah. He's just like, oh, dear, Nick, you'd better go clean up in the bathroom. Like, there's ink everywhere. There's ink everywhere. This is not <laughs> the energy of a teacher who just witnessed a child's pen explode in their classroom. No, and form is early too, like early in the morning. So First, like this is the not the way to start your day. I'm not getting the quiet rage of <laughs> yeah. of maybe if if he was a little closer up, we could see it on his face, you know. Maybe. It's the oh dear that does it for me. <laughs> I'm like you're too calm. Mhm. Um and then we get them bonding over this their disdain for Mr. Hutchins who apparently smells so bad of cat food. Ooh, that's not a good smell. (laughs) No, no. Oh, my God. Also, I had to look up double science. Okay, I knew what that meant. It's like a double period of science. It's a combined course that studies biology, chemistry, and physics. Oh, yeah. I I just assumed it was. So in my high school, every other day we would have a double period. So in my high school classes were 45 minutes. We'd have 90 minutes of science because every other day would be a lab day. And uh, yeah, not that they were always used for labs. Very often it was a 90 minute lecture and everyone wanted to stab their eyes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the intention was that they gave alternating days, the 90 minutes so that you could carry out labs in you know, and not have to like start and stop and start and stop. Mm, that's nice. Um, yeah, but they they uh, Charlie does not want to go to double science. Nope. And this is where we find out <laughs> that it was a fountain pen, and they just explode sometimes. <laughs> um, um, and they are harder to write with, but they make Nick's handwriting look nicer, and so he chooses to use them. And then once we get into the bathroom at the sink, it's pretty much word for word dialogue, what we got in the show mm-hmm. um, until the last line from Charlie. Yeah, I'll pretend it's a, it's a tattoo. He says, I think that might be against school rules, which given what Georgie told us about the rules about hair, 
yeah. being a thing. It wouldn't surprise me if there were rules against tattoos. Yeah. Um, and then we get this little scene where the bell rings and Nick is curious if it was the first or second bell. So Charlie pulls out his phone and he has one, two, three, four messages from Ben. And I love, I love that this panel like literally looks like it's been ripped in half. Yes. It really drives home the like anxiety that he's feeling reading those messages. It also, it's like, it's like he's being pulled out of this like happy little bubble into his reality, which is Ben being awful. Very true. And then we get Nick's little silly face being like, uh, Charlie? (laughs) And Charlie confirms that it was the first bell. And then I'm going to be honest. I don't really get page 21. It's very pretty, but... I keep having to like calibrate what's going on here because it's the like inky hands, which make me mm-hmm. think it's Nick. But Nick and Ch- neither Nick nor Charlie are wearing their jackets in the previous scene. Um, oh, fair. And then also neither Charlie nor Tao are wearing their jackets in the following scene. And so I'm like, what's going on? And then I'm like, who's saying friends? And I assume it's Tao, but it's just a little confusing. So for me, I guess I wasn't thinking of this panel being as like a context to the story so much as like a visual representation of like the ink pen snafu is like a major event that brought them closer because they probably this seems like they had a good conversation the whole time. Whereas like before it was a lot of highs and hellos and not a lot of like actual conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's like the ink hands and the dripping is like a way to show that like things have changed. Like this is a panel showing change. They've, they've moved into a friendship. That's fair. That's fair. I also, I do like the way that the ink is kind of like transforming into the leaves. Yeah. Like the tips of the fingers. I love it. And then in the panels um, showing their friendship that we're like hearing or I guess reading Tao ask if they're friends, what's going on. We get a couple of shots with Sai and I just love (laughs) that like straight away he's like giving them side eye like why are you acting so different with this kid? Like what's Mm -hmm. going on here, Nicholas? Like he's instantly suspicious which we will get to later (laughs) so more of my thoughts on Sai and also christian and otis um but my note uh for this uh page 22 with these different moments of nick and charlie's friendship just says this is 100 percent platonic friendship platonic heterosexual friendship and not at all flirting yeah 100 percent. it's just you know Totally normal things that you do with your friends. Like flicking their hair. (laughs) With that face. (laughs) Side note. If someone tried to flick my curls like that without my permission, they're dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) But also just the fucking face he's making. Uh Uh-huh. All of it. All of it. So flirty. Mm -hmm. So then we meet Tao. We do meet Tao, and right off the bat, Tao does not approve of this friendship, um, but in a f- different way 
then show Tao. Uh, So Tao says, but he's one of the rugby lads. He's friends with Harry Green, for God's sake. Come on. He's a fucking chav. He calls everyone mate and probably throws food at people on the bus, which I have a few thoughts about. First one being, it's really weird after watching the show so many times to see the fuck word. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then also. The fuck word. (laughs) (laughs) I've said that for years. Um, And I love Charlie trying to be like, so he's really nice. And he doesn't call me mate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which immediately sets Tao off. He's like, yes. oh, great. You have a crush mm-hmm. on him. But before that, if you remember when we talked to Georgie, we asked her about comic yeah. Tao calling Nick a chav. And in her assessment, it was not accurate to Nick's behavior and also is like classist. And yeah awful so yeah and i still don't feel like it's accurate even for like the way that she described it Mm -hmm. even for the people that he hangs out with it doesn't yeah i don't know um i also don't think that it's an accurate assessment of nick to assume that he would throw food at people on the bus (laughs) no but i guess we also we don't know exactly what tau has seen or heard of nick Right. Up to this point, aside from the fact that he plays rugby. Yeah, I think a lot of it is definitely a generalization of jocks and how they act. Yeah. And he's just looping Nick in with them because Nick is a jock. Yeah, so then Tao is like, you have a crush on him. And Charlie does a bad job of convincing Tao that that's not the case. (laughs) His face at the bottom of page 24. Yeah. This is also a bit different from the show. We get Mm -hmm. the, I don't just fall for any boy who's nice to me while they're sitting here having lunch versus on his way to rugby. (laughs) For the first time. Yeah, this is Mm -hmm. before Nick even approaches him about rugby. Right. Um, And right. And then Charlie is kind of defeated and says he's probably straight anyway, which I think at this point is a fair assumption. Yeah. I think so. Just because we don't really have much to go on. And I think that a lot of my, you know, as much as I joke about this totally not being flirting, a lot of that is me taking prior knowledge, having read and watched the, read the comics and watched the show so many times knowing that they, you know, end up together. um, It's not just, I don't think that necessarily if I, if I went into this completely blind, I don't think that I would necessarily put that assumption on straight away. Right. Yeah. At this point. I agree. Mm-hmm. So then Charlie sees Ben with a girl. And that night he texts Ben that he doesn't want to meet up anymore. And these texts end up word for word in the show. Yep. The question yes, marks, do. the sorry, the why. I don't understand. For fuck's sake, we're not going to get caught. Charlie, don't ignore me. That's all. Exactly the same in the show. And then Charlie goes to bed, and then it becomes February. Yes, it does. (laughs) And we see his little feet running. Mm -hmm. And we know that it's Monday, February 1st, and it's 10H slash 11H PE, physical education. And I, I have to be honest, I remember the first time that I read this, 
I thought it was 10 honors and 11 honors, not H for Hamlet. (laughs) Because when I was in school, they would put like whatever. So like I was always in like 7H, which was like seventh grade honors, you know, English 7H, English 8H, English 9H. And so I was so like, that's what that means to me. And then it was not until today when I was reading this for this recording that I was like, oh, a Hamlet. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And then we have a gym teacher who I can't tell if that's supposed to be Coach Singh or not from it looks. I don't think it is. Because later when when we do meet meet Coach Singh, she asks she says like Nick tells me you're a fast runner. Yes. So this is clearly not the same gym mm-hmm. teacher. Yeah. Uh, but despite that fact, I heard this like as I'm reading this, uh-huh. it's just Coach Singh. Come on, your tens, because it's word for word from the show. Yeah. And it's just one of those moments that is ingrained in my mind. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I just I heard it in. In that actress's voice, whose name is escaping yeah. me at the moment. Chetna Pandya. Awesome. <laughs> I wrote it down because later when when he goes to rugby and she says, Charlie Spring, <laughs> I hear it. Yeah. Oh, but we get Nick seeing him run and falling in love. And playing field hockey. Yeah. Which is different. In the show, they're playing soccer, football. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nick is distracted and... Someone is wondering what he's staring at. (laughs) Nothing. Everything's normal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's totally normal and fine. And I'm totally not having gay feelings for that that guy over there. And then on the, the following page, then we get Charlie's perspective is he's noticing Nick on the other side of the field. Yeah. And then he looks really sad. Yeah. How do you interpret that? I interpreted it like he looks over and sees Nick and is reminded that he is deeply crushing on this so-called straight boy. Yeah, that's that's how I'm reading it, too, is like it's the like intense pining for someone who is allegedly straight. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then we get more leaves. This is the biggest like change that I noticed, at least, is that. I forgot that this exchange goes down, first of all. And second of all, that this is how Nick finds out that Charlie and Ben know each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So we go to the lockers and I see Charlie getting in his locker and my brain is immediately like, oh, Nick is going to – this is going to be Nick that walks up and Mm -hmm. says, hey, Charlie. But no, it's fucking Ben. Yes. And he gets pretty physical with him straight out the gate um, and grabs him and like by the neck and like pulls him up. And is saying, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't answered my texts for two weeks now. So we know it's been two weeks. And you're not giving me an explanation. Yeah. Um, before we get before we get too much into this though, I do on page 35, Charlie has like a book. And that uh-huh. book says Rock School Drums Grade Five. And I don't know what about that just makes me so happy. But that is, in fact, what it says. Yeah. Because <laughs> at first I was like, oh, this says drums. This is just a book called Drums. But it got better. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's something I just noticed. Mm-hmm. It says on thirty page 36 above Ben and Charlie, it says year 10 and 11 locker room. Do they have a whole 
room for lockers instead of just having them in the hallway? I guess so. Interesting. Weird. Because to me, a locker room is sports related, PE related, you know, not in between classes. Yeah, a locker room to me is a place where you are changing into and out of athletic gear. And there's lockers to store your belongings while you are doing sports. Yeah. Not a room with lock. I mean, I guess it's technically yeah. a room with lockers in it. You're right, yeah. But like, that's the only thing that is going on here is it's just a right. room with lockers. But so, yeah, Nick comes up and interrupts this horrible interaction. And he says, I've been looking for you. Is everything all right? And Charlie looks like a deer in headlights. And Ben looks like he wants to punch Nick just for existing. <laughs> Which I love. I do like that pretty early on they make it clear that Nick does not like Ben. Yes. Like literally on the next page. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because after this, Ben leaves and Nick is like, why are you friends with Ben Hope? He's kind of a dick. (laughs) And Charlie's like, we're not friends. Uh, And has to think very quickly on his feet. And I was like, I help him with his math? homework it says math not maths oh mine says maths mine says math oh i'm wondering if u.s edition it's the u.s edition that's probably why i think it says hoodie instead of jumper too god damn it scholastic why do you always do this yeah oh god damn it scholastic (laughs) but yeah so he very much is like not confident in his answer on how he knows ben but Mm -hmm. nick is like Whatever, I have to move on. I came here with a purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we get Fantasy Dream Nick confessing. Yeah, with like the wind, the wind blowing his tie and his hair around. (laughs) And all the leaves. Yeah. And it says, Charlie, you may not know this, but I'm gay too and I'm in love with you. Will you go out with me? I want to be with you forever. Which is that word for word in the show? I think it is. That's that's my thing. If it if it is different, it's like so minutely. Mm. But then we cut back to reality where Nick asks Charlie to join the rugby team. <laughs> Charlie's face. Yeah. Um, I love that the little thought bubble now has an arrow through it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just been destroyed. Um, and Nick explains that they're short a player. So the the like mention of it being uh, like a reserve player doesn't even come up. Right. It's just they're short a pay- player. Um, and everyone seems to prefer football, which we don't get in the show. Um, and seems to be like a bit of an explanation. And I think that single sentence contextualizes a lot of the things that happen in the show as well. Where like mm-hmm. no one comes to the games and stuff like that. Right. The only thing it doesn't really contextualize is sports day, but. (laughs) Sports day is a mystery to me. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But I made a note at the everyone seems to prefer football. And I was like, myself included, it's easier to understand. (laughs) Yeah. And Charlie is hesitant. He says, I don't even watch it on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fair. Yeah. And Nick says that he'll teach him. And. Charlie wants to know why why him. And Nick explains that he's a really fast runner. I love the next panels of Charlie. He is so dang cute. <laughs> so Tucking cute. his little hair in and freaking flirting. Mm-hmm. 
The flirting continues, and it's not as good a flirting as the show, but it's still pretty good. Right. I think I think that just like the the humanity of the performances on the show really kill it. Yeah. Um, but they're still like, well, this is only a school team, so you're saying I am weak. He's like blushing. He says no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the bell rings, and Charlie says, "Fuck, I'm missing my drum lesson." And again, the amount of fuck in the yeah. comics is so jarring. Because they so intentionally made it like a family-friendly show and no one gets to say fuck or any yeah. other curse words, I think. I'm trying to remember. I mean, unless you count dick nozzle. Dick nozzle. <laughs> I was going to say dick nozzle and bell end might be as <laughs> salacious as it gets over in uh, Heartstopper TV world. Uh, Charlie says he'll think about it. And then the – Panel with Nick at the bottom of page 43 is like peak golden retriever Nick Nelson. <laughs> the, the yeah, sure. The yeah, sure. That's just peak golden retriever. Yeah, yeah his eyebrows are like up in his hairline. <laughs> yes. And then as um, as Charlie walks away, he's like, he plays the drums. And he blushes. Yeah. You kind of want to – I want to, like, add, like, an ellipsis that just is, like, ellipsis and then hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unsaid, but the thought was there. It's in invisible ink. Yeah. And then they're in the it's locker one room. One week later. Yeah, one week later in the locker room. Because we don't get – in the show, he doesn't take that long to think about it. We don't get a very clear sense of the timeline – in episode one, I think that we – I'd have to go back into my notes for episodes one and two. But I think that episode two picks up in, like, March. So there is, like, a sizable amount of time that, like, all the it, montages it, and everything cover. It just doesn't feel like it because, one, he doesn't ask, can I think about it in the yeah. show. It just cuts to him going. Mm-hmm. And – too it's just like the next scene so yeah yeah the timeline in episode one is a little bit wonky though so yeah that's true yeah because i'm pretty sure that like by the second episode we're in march already mm. which tracks with like where we are timeline wise in the comics but yeah um but yeah so everyone is kind of questioning the choice to put charlie on the team including a comment that says like i know he's popular everyone loves him but can he even play and my question is, like, how do we know he's popular? What makes him popular? I think this is the first hint, but, like, as we get into it, we find out that he got popular after the bullying stopped. And mm-hmm. that is something that never tracked for me. Like, that's just, yeah. like, not realistic to me. That's not how that works. And I'm very curious about Alice's thought process behind that. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't just get popular. <laughs> because you got bullied like that's the opposite of what would happen yeah i don't know it's it's odd to me it always every time that it's mentioned in the comics i it takes me out of it yeah also can we point out that here the line is i'm sure he's a nice guy but we actually want to be good not (laughs) dece so uh, alice i have to imagine that was like an ad lib by the actor just like, can I say this? It's more like what, you know, a kid would say. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of different things, but um, good is, in fact, a better word. Yeah, for sure. Whoever whoever it was who changed it to dece, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then Charlie kind of like squeaks in the door. And Nick, I don't even know how to describe what is happening in this image. He jumps up. For, he was sitting down. Okay. And that, now he's jumping up, which is exactly what happens in the show, too. Yes, that makes that makes sense. Because <laughs> he's tying his shoes and listening yeah. to everybody. And then Charlie walks in and he jumps up and says, hey. <laughs> yep. And then Nick is trying to explain rugby. And I still don't comprehend a single word. I feel like I understand it while I'm reading it. But as soon as I'm done, it's out of my brain again. Yeah, that is an accurate statement. (laughs) And then Charlie just goes, this is a lot of information. Yeah. Which is how I feel. Also, he's shivering. It's cold out, clearly. Mm -hmm. We see their breath. Yeah, well, it is February. Yeah, I love Um, that Charlie's like shivering, though, and Nick is totally fine. Yeah. And then we get Miss Singh. Uh, PE teacher and ex semi pro rugby player. <laughs> yeah, Charlie that. Spring. That's the line I hear. Mm-hmm. So you're the chosen one, and he looks so upset at that. <laughs> she says, "Are you the chosen one?" And he's like sweating and looking extremely distraught. Like, uh, eyes wide, like anime yeah. character wide. <laughs> And then she grills him, so I, he is right to be nervous. Yeah, yeah. I love that she's like, good, we need an extra wing. Know what that is? And he just says no. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, okay, Nick, take today to teach him the basics. Yeah, please teach him. And then we get the rugby training montage. Mm-hmm. That makes me think, uh, Nick, are you sure that you wanted to ask Charlie to join the team because he's fast? Or is it because you wanted an excuse to be physical? Be physical and tackling and. He pinches his fucking cheeks. Gay! I missed that. Where is the cheek pinching? Oh, there it is. You're a natural. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. This is entirely a heterosexual human being, Ashley. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Also, the way that he's like, so we've got about 15 minutes left. Do you want to give tackling a go? I'm like, that was your whole plan. That was your whole plan this whole time was to roll around on the floor with Charlie. Yeah, you know, he's like, let me speed through the basics. Let's get to the tackling. How quickly can we get to the tackling? (laughs) But also, um... The panel at the bottom of 55, Nick looks so much bigger in that panel than he does in the others. Yeah. I think it's the way that he's standing. I think yeah. it's – Yeah. It definitely is. But is it supposed to like – for me, I guess it, it makes me think like it's that much more intimidating. Like they make him look bigger when they're talking about the tackling because Charlie's probably looking at him and looking at his size and being like, really, seriously, I'm supposed to tackle you? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's not like that in a lot of the panels. And so to me, it's like Charlie's brain making him seem bigger than he is. Mm, I like that interpretation. So then they do some tackling. <laughs> <laughs> and it's extremely heterosexual. Super. I do love charlie's little like nervous face after he tackles him. He like pulls his hands up, like, is that okay? <laughs> And then he just falls in love. Yeah, we get the little heart. And then we get more rugby. Two days later, five days later, 
And then by like one week later, he's talking to, I think that's Christian. I think so, yeah. And it's very much like he's starting to get along with the team and he's being accepted. Yeah. Charlie's hanging out with Cy. Yes. And this is when we get Nick saying like, yeah, he's just a really cool guy, smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) I just think he's neat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, okay, so then we get this little conversation where Nick is like, ah, ha, ha, your hair is sticking up. And Charlie's like, oh, I was thinking about cutting it. And Nick is like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But what? But what will I? But what will I play with flirtatiously? And Charlie's like, "What?" And Nick's like, "It just—it'd be a big change. A big change for who, bud?" (laughs) I just think that's so funny. Uh, And then Charlie asks if he's actually any good, and Nick says, "At rugby, of course you are." And we get a little anxiety kind of dump from Charlie Mm -hmm. where he says I'm just a bit scared of letting everyone down and I don't even know whether they like me or want me on the team or yeah it's silly and if I have not said basically that exact same thing a hundred times in my life about everything I've ever done literally today I was thinking about a friend and being like I just don't think they like me very much I was like (laughs) I literally just hung out with them why am I thinking that (laughs) oh yeah I have said that about every friend I've ever had. I have said it about this podcast. I have said it about my <laughs> students. I have said it about my coworkers. I yep. have said it about every teacher I've ever had because uh, what am I without academic validation? Like uh, just everyone, everything. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but also very relatable. Yes. So I get you, Charlie. I get you. And Charlie confesses that all of the older boys kind of remind him of the people who used to bully him. Mm-hmm. I like this a lot more than the fact that Tao is the one who's constantly putting that out in the show because yeah. this just feels a lot more grounded in reality and a lot more – it gives it like a heavier weight than Tao just being a whiny little bitch in the show. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Nick says, well, I like you and want you on the team. And Charlie holds on to that. I like you. I like you. I like you. I like you. I like it's five times, six times, one, two, three, six times. And then they're back in the locker room changing, and Nick sneaks a little peek. Yes, he does. Which is extremely heterosexual behavior. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot when I was rereading it for this. I was like, oh yeah, it happens so fast. We're like barely into it. And Nick's already like sneaking little looks at Charlie mm-hmm. changing. Yeah. Then can we skip this part? I know I said that when we were talking about this in the show, but can we skip this part? I mean, let's just like fly through it real quick. Okay. Because we've already discussed our feelings on it. Yes. In the show. Um, mm-hmm. Charlie gets a text. He's meeting with someone after practice. And on the next page, we see that he's got a text. Conveniently, the like top of the phone screen that tells you who it's from is cut off, which I thought was a cool detail, like artistically. And then it said, "But you, we like know from context because it says you're at rugby, right? right? Meet me in the music block afterwards. Why, please, Charlie? I want to talk." Um, <sighs> and this is another instance of like, or I guess maybe our. First instance of really seeing that, like, 
the way that Ben treats him really affects him and his confidence and his like way that he's thinking about himself because we see him thinking about Nick saying, well, I like you and him being like, mm-hmm. what's the point? Like it just goes yes. to show that like what people say to you and how they treat to you can affect how you feel about interactions with all the other people in your life. Mm-hmm. And then, so we arrive at the music block and this is pretty much word for word. Ben makes yeah. the um like the jab about the coat, even though it's February. Ben tries to like grab onto Charlie, and Charlie tells him not to. And I, yeah, we're just gonna fly through this because it's pretty much exactly the same as the show, and we've already discussed it. We can skip to where Nick shows up, stops yeah. him. This is where I have my notes about how there's no fuck in the show because he says. He told you to stop, you fucking prick, and then tells him to fuck off instead of piss off. Yeah, I feel like it's just uh, I just like it better, <laughs> but I understand why they didn't put it. My in the let show. Nick Nelson say fuck moment is later on um, <laughs> at the party Fair. on page eighty four. The shot of Charlie and Nick. Nick yeah. looks pissed. Like his like fist is still bald. His eyebrows are like scrunched in and down. Mm-hmm. Charlie is openly sobbing. Like it's a lot. Nick flipped from golden retriever to guard dog real quick. Mm-hmm. As he and should. then he instantly softens when he looks at Charlie. Yeah. Like there's like this immediate look of concern. Asks if Charlie is okay. Uh, Charlie is clearly not okay, but Charlie says I'm fine. And Nick kind of makes sure. Charlie asks if he heard it. (laughs) I love this panel of Nick. Like, he says, um, I just kind of followed you. You seem like you're really stressed when we were getting changed. And then in the next panel, he's like, I just started getting worried. Uh, So, yeah. And he's like, blushing and he's got his hand like kind of out and that panel is so cute and it makes me giggle every time and I love the following panels where we get to see him like peeking around the building like (laughs) following him so cute yeah and then we see him like hearing it and then we kind of come back to the present where he says I just wanted to make sure everything was okay and Charlie apologizes and Nick tells him that he has nothing to be sorry about, which then makes Charlie apologize again. <laughs> and at the end of at the end of this page, which what page is this even? I don't even know. It is page 89. I just wrote these fucking dorks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I kind of want to say it. Don't say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it like the mood is very instantly lightened, I think, for the reader. With that kind of interaction. Um, I think in the show too though. Yes, definitely. Nick says that they need to leave or they're going to get locked into the school building overnight, which sounds awful. And we get to see uh, Charlie spiral a bit more than we did in the show. Yeah, where he's just like idiot and I just want to hug him. And I love that Mm -hmm. it ends with just like a black bar and I'm such a fucking idiot. I mean, I, I hate it. But from an artistic perspective, right? I think yeah, it's 
very effective. And each panel gets darker. So like you can Mm -hmm. see it's like creeping in and consuming him. And like the self-talk gets worse in each of those as well. It's like you're, you're, we're seeing the spiral happen in a very like accurate and real time kind of way. Yeah, for sure. And then we go to Sarah driving Nick home from practice. Good practice today, Nikki. Um, and he's just like really spaced out and he just says, mm-hmm. He doesn't say normal. <laughs> I was waiting for it and he doesn't say that it was normal, but then we see him thinking and he's just thinking about Charlie's smile. It's so cute. <laughs> he's like daydreaming. Mm-hmm. And then we have the the seagulls like off in the distance, I guess. And that is the end of chapter one. That is the end of chapter one. So then we start chapter two, Crush. And we're in Nick's room. Mm-hmm. Which notably has an Iron Man poster and a Captain America smaller, like, image. And then there's, like, a Polaroid taped to the wall. And then there's another smaller poster that I cannot for the life of me figure out. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. Hmm. Also a giant clock. Yeah. <laughs> the clock is huge. But then we still we still have the like twinkle lights. Yes. And the beanbag chair. Yes. And that's really all that we see in this angle. Um and so he's um in bed on his laptop, Facebook stalking Charlie. So wild to see it be a Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. And then over his Facebook stalking, we have this like mental flashback to last year from Nick's perspective. So he's hearing things like, hey, did you hear some year nine has come out as gay? Um, And then we get the actual flashback to 10 months ago where someone tells Nick that Charlie got outed. Well, he doesn't say that Charlie got outed, but apparently he's gay. And then there's all of this bullying that he's remembering and the the phrase that he kind of clings on to is i mean this is an all boys school what did he expect <sighs> and then he is facebook messaging charlie so weird <sighs> it's like even weirder because it's like an old version of the facebook interface uh-huh at first i was like is he writing this on his wall that's what i, <laughs> I had the same thought it's like no nick <laughs> But these are similar to what he types out in the show. He says, hey, what happened seemed really serious. And then he deletes it and types, I don't think you should talk to Ben anymore. And then he deletes it. Mm -hmm. And then we cut to Charlie playing his drums. Yes. Also, so I just was thinking about this. In the show, he's on his phone. He's not doing this on his laptop, which also makes sense because he's Instagram stalking him and not Facebook stalking him. But like – That was also different and a little bit jarring as I was rereading this. And then we go to Charlie's room. And his posters are The Strokes, Daft Punk, and Muse. And then there's some space posters. There's Mars and Saturn posters on his closet doors. Just the planets. At first, I thought it was like a 30 seconds to Mars poster, and I was like, Charlie, no. <laughs> I think I have different posters than you. Like, this You're definitely... looking at the UK version? I'm on Webtoon. Oh. 
We're talking about page 102, right? Yeah. Let me... I'm just going to pull it up. What is the, like, number for the update? Uh, 2-2. It's, like, a person running with a bunch of squiggles as their middle. Yeah, they're different! Because when you said planets, I was like, I don't think that's Saturn. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Because those are actual works of art. Those are probably copyrighted, and they probably couldn't get the rights to even reference those. In the print editions. I don't know. The Muse and Daft Punk and the Strokes are all the same. Just not the... Yeah. Very strange. But yeah, so we have Charlie drumming. And then we do get a logo here. He's got the the B for Beats on his headphones. Oh, yeah. Huh, I guess this uh, comic brought to you by Dr. Dre. (laughs) 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 And then his phone buzzes. And he gets the message from Nick. And that is the Facebook Messenger logo. <laughs> sure um, is. That says, hey, just wanted to check. Check you're okay. Ben, such a dick. <laughs> Nick's, not, yes, Charlie's face. I said Nick's face, but I meant Charlie's face. He's got like a big old smile. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this conversation goes pretty much exactly like it does in the show. Um, But then instead of just getting a visual flashback because of the medium that we're in, we have, and I actually really like the way they do this. We have like the long series of messages from Charlie with just like flashback panels alongside of it. Yeah. I really like the layout. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. And then (laughs) we get Nick saying, fuck, I hate Ben so much. I knew he was a dick, but Jesus, please don't ever talk to him again. Charlie says, I definitely won't. And Nick says, I will kick his ass if he tries to come near you. Again, being guard dog Nick Nelson instead of golden retriever Nick Nelson. And then Charlie says, thank you for being there. And Nick asks, generally or in the music building? And Charlie says, well, both. And I cry. Yep. We don't get him ass saying, uh, thanks for being my supportive straight friend. Just hearts and pining. <laughs> yes, but I will say, comic Charlie is a bit more subtle. At least in oh, the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Uh, by the yeah. end of this chapter, the subtlety will be gone. But for sure. <laughs> he's also more openly anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I'm sure and those- that goes hand in hand. Certainly. And then Speaking of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. So then we have him like the next day being like, should I have told him that? Maybe he felt awkward. Maybe he won't want to be friends anymore. And that is immediately dispelled by my worst nightmare come to life. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Spring is not protective of his hair. He definitely is not. Because Nick comes up and gives him a little ruffle on the top of the head, uh, which from me would result in a punch to probably the groin, just given the angle of this. Like, if I were sitting down and it were Nick, I would just be turning and punching, and it would go into an unpleasant place. But (laughs) fortunately, that's not what happens, and Charlie just turns around, and he's happy. Also, like, comic Nick is tactile as fuck. I forgot how tactile he really Mm -hmm. is. Um, And I wish we had more of that in season one. I think we'll get more of it in season two they kind of really they slowed their role down with their physicality in the show Mm -hmm. um but 
I wish we had it. <laughs> they had to make up for the lack of subtlety in the dialogue somehow. Fair. Um, and then Tao is being less of a jerk than Show Tao, but Tao's being a jerk. Mm-hmm. They're in in PE. And Tao is asking Charlie what's going on with Nick. <laughs> Very loudly. I thought, I thought you didn't have a crush on him. Tao is the least subtle one now. It really is. Charlie's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Tao says that Charlie's been all over Nick for like a month. Texting. You started eating lunch together. And don't get me started on the rugby. I would like to imagine Tao clutching his imaginary pearls there. Yeah. (laughs) And then we get these panels of Nick like picking Charlie up. And Charlie's like, put me down. He's like, nope, and carries him away. Like, princess carries him. Like, and I just, in all caps, wrote, flirting. Are we sure Nick didn't ask Charlie to join just so he could tackle him over and over and over again? Man. Because that's what's happening. such straight behavior. Yeah, I know. And it's like, we see that, and then we have Tao trying to convince Charlie, that he's straight. <laughs> that he's as straight as they come. And I'm just like, uh, are you sh- are you sure about that? Like, all I have to do is turn back one page. Right, exactly. <laughs> I disagree with you, Tao. There's some hard evidence. However, in Tao's defense, <laughs> something we never heard me say with the right. show, um, he hasn't seen all of these interactions. Yeah, I highly doubt he's going to rugby practice to watch. Yeah, we're still operating on assumptions from just what Tao sees in, you know, passing. Mm-hmm. And Charlie gets, like, really upset. Um, and you can kind of see the, like, anxiety spiral. Like, we don't get the internal monologue, but we can kind of see it in the way that every like the panels start zooming in on Charlie and then mm-hmm. also the, like, angst in his face and the, I know, that kind of erupts. Yeah. Like, we do not get that externalized description of what he's thinking, um, aside from just imagining Nick's face. Right. But we see that frustration. And then the gym teacher yells at them to stop chattering and start kicking the ball because it looks like they're playing uh, soccer. Yeah. Um, and Tao gets in trouble for wearing a hat and protests, but sir, it's freezing. (laughs) And the teacher's like, this is England, not Antarctica. Deal with it. (laughs) Which I think is funny. And Tao tells Charlie that he needs to give up on Nick. And Charlie just says, I can't. Ugh, my heart. This is in place of the conversation with Mr. Ajay. Mm -hmm. And I would prefer the conversation with Mr. Ajay. But also, we don't get him and Tell Paris, right? I think it's a long time. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we go to March, and this is the scene where Nick ends up inviting Charlie over. And I just want to point out that in the show, we talked about Nick like bringing up Nellie as an excuse to invite Charlie over, and we were mm-hmm. like, ah. I think it's explicitly obvious in the comics that that's what happened here because he starts out <laughs> talking about cheesecake 
And he's like, oh, I have a picture of it. Oh, that's just my dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you staged that. <laughs> yeah. That was not subtle. He mm-hmm. 300% brought that up just so he could bring oh, up yeah. a picture of Nellie. Mm-hmm. It's an adorable picture. And then there's a second picture because yeah. in the first one, there's no Frisbee. And in the second one, there's a Frisbee. There's no cheesecake. Nope. No cheesecake. There is no cheesecake. The cheesecake <laughs> is a lie. Also, he says, her name's Nellie. She's pretty old, but I love her. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Yeah, but um, this does give me, in the back of the book, we get the little profiles. Yeah. And for Nellie, it says age 65 and dog years. And I did the math, and that's a little over nine years old, which is on the older side for yeah. a dog, but it's not. Like, my dog is, like, almost 13, my family dog. Yeah, my dog's about to be 15. Yeah, so dogs, I don't know. I just, nine, I don't think pretty old qualifies just yet. But I love her, like, as if yes, she's not deserving of love just because she's older. Yeah, and then we find out that Charlie doesn't have a dog because his parents don't like animals. And, like, just between us, that means... Jane doesn't like animals, right? Yes. 100%. Julio <laughs> like, would totally be down to have a dog. Uh-huh. And Jane is like, no. Yeah. Jane probably did the whole speech of like, we'll just end, you know, I'll just end up being the one taking care of it and they'll get fur everywhere. And fuck you, yeah. Jane. We don't <laughs> need you for another like entire chapter or two, but fuck you, Jane. <laughs> yeah. And then Nick. Nick has the whole plan ready to go because he's like, you should come to my house and meet her. Are you free on Saturday? (laughs) Yeah, instant. I also love that he writes my address in parentheses, Nick, smiley face, just in case Charlie has a bunch of other addresses written out on pieces of paper in his pocket for today. So he'll know which one (laughs) is Nick's. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) And then Charlie realizes that's a 10 minute walk from his house. And he lives on Britannia Road. And Nick is not surprised by this information. I'm like, did he already know? (laughs) He's like, great, Saturday then? Yeah. (laughs) All right, so then we go to Saturday. Yeah, we meet Tori. And we get Tori Spring. And yeah, so Charlie has cut his hair and now he's obsessing over it. And he's worried that it's too short. Uh, Tori conspicuously lacking her diet lemonade. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. She does look comfy, though. Also, her slippers are cats, I think. They are indeed. That is excellent. Such a cute detail. Yeah. Um, And he explains that he's going to Nick's. (laughs) And her face on the top of 132 where she's just like, hmm. She's just like. Yeah. You love him. Yep. Have fun, smiley face. (laughs) It's great. She's great. I love her. More Tori. Yes, and then we get Charlie walking over to Nick's house, and Nick just, like, flings the door open. (laughs) He has been waiting for Charlie to get Mm. there. He has just been standing by that door all morning. Yeah, looking out the window, too, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I like that the onomatopoeia they choose for uh, Nellie is borf. I don't know why I enjoy that. Probably because it's just, it's, I don't know, it's great. Um, and we have Nellie uh, who borfs and then borks. And Charlie is in love. Yep. 
But the question is, is that with Nelly or with Nick? <laughs> um, both. In this moment, yes. it's Nelly, but then we get the panel of Nick, and Nick is – you might as well take those in love letters and put them around Nick looking down at Charlie. Mm-hmm. At face. And Charlie says that Nelly is so adorable. And Nick and notices <laughs> that he's cut his hair. Did you get a haircut? And he goes for the hair again. He just can't keep his hands off of that hair. <sighs> and then we get the, no, no, it, you look, um. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. And then. And once again, he says, you need to come inside or Nellie's going to think we're going to go for a walk. You cannot it's too say late. that. You can't you say, say the word. The walk word. You have to spell it out. Yes. <laughs> And we get a hint that it's going to snow in the comics. They don't really mention it. Yeah. It's so cold. I heard it's going to snow. And then I love that uh, Sarah's like already ready with a cup of tea. I wish that we got a scene in the show where Charlie met Sarah. Yes. Because we already know that they did meet because she after this scene, when they're talking in the kitchen, she's like. Charlie's different than your other friends, blah, blah, blah. So we know that they interacted. Yeah. I have a hypothesis about the show. Uh-huh. Because Olivia Coleman is Olivia Coleman. And they probably had like a very specific yeah, window sure. of time. And they probably like, they were just like, all right, so what is like the most important stuff? And then they had to just like prioritize based on her availability. Yeah. I have to imagine this would have been like the next thing on their list of priorities. It also was entirely possible that it was shot and cut for time. No, Joe didn't do any scenes with Olivia Coleman. Okay. All he right. was excited so, yeah. that he got called in to reshoot a scene on one of the days that she was there, so he got to meet her. Mm, okay. <laughs> but I just wish that we would have gotten it. I understand why we didn't, but it would have been cute. I'm sure we'll get one in season two. Yeah. So then we get Charlie reacting to his room. He's like pointing at his little lights. Saying that he loves them, which makes Nick blush. And then we got the uh, more Nelly, Nelly looking at Charlie's face, which is adorable. And then we go to uh, Mario Kart, and they are playing on a Nintendo Wii. How do you know that? <laughs> uh, because is it the controllers or the? It's console? the console itself. Gotcha. But also just like the timeline. Yeah. yeah because. Yeah. The Switch didn't come out until 2017. So, yeah, the Wii, the Wii came out in 2006. The Wii U came out in 2012. So it has to just be based on the timeline of like yeah. when it was written. It has to be the Nintendo Wii. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can also tell based on the shape of the controllers and the way that they're being held. And I'm a little disappointed, but it, like, it makes sense at Nick's house. But uh, for the Wii, they also have them for the Switch, but uh, I first played with it on the Wii. They made little like steering wheels that you could insert the controllers oh, into cute. and like play like on a steering wheel. And it was super fun on the Wii. Nice. That's how I like learned to play Mario Kart. Nice. Yeah. But so they're playing ostensibly Mario Kart Wii. Which would have been the Mario Kart game at that time, which is the one that I grew up playing. So I do have like a little bit of like nostalgia for this. Like, ah. this dialogue is all pretty similar. But no, there's one very significant difference. 
Charlie is so good at Mario Kart because he has a six-year-old brother. Fair. Yeah, that is a significant difference. And we haven't met Ollie yet, but we know that Ollie exists. Mm-hmm. And Ollie does not exist in the show, which we have discussed at length. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. And then Charlie looks outside and it is snowing. Yes. And so they're on the couch and there's no like pushback onto the bed flirting situation happening no. here. Um, which is slightly different. And we're going to get to it in a minute, but there's the like wrestling scene that's not mm-hmm. in the show. And I'm assuming that they kind of like combined those two physically. So like in the mm-hmm. show, they're on the bed and Charlie like pushes him back. And that's like kind of as physical as we see them being this early in the series. Yeah. Whereas in the comic, there are a lot more tactile. We've seen Nick picking him up. Mm -hmm. We've seen, you know, a lot of physical touch up to this point. And so this is just a good example of like how much they really slowed that down in the show. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we get them getting ready to go outside and Charlie is like layering up with Nick's too big sweater, which we will see reoccur. And, and Nelly has a snow jacket. Yes, Nelly has a little jacket and it's adorable. And they're playing in the snow and they're making the snow angels. And they have a little snowball fight and they're taking pictures. And I'm crying. Yeah, it's very and just cute. Dance with me is playing yeah. in the background in my mind the whole time. Same. <laughs> as soon as it starts to snow, that's where my brain goes. Mm-hmm. And then once they're inside, Charlie is freezing and freezing. shivering. And Nick says you should have worn something waterproof, like, <laughs> as if this was part of the plan the whole time. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Charlie says, I don't have anything. I'm not outdoorsy like you. But to which I say, Charlie, you live in England. It's really wet, and it you don't really have, wet. like, a waterproof cold weather jacket. Yeah. What do you do in the wintertime when it's cold and also wet? He stays inside. Suffer? Yeah, but, like, he has to go to school and stuff. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe he just – I mean, he does have an umbrella. We know that. <laughs> anyway, Nick hopes he doesn't catch a cold. Yeah, and he goes and gets him a blanket and wraps him up. And he looks adorable. And he says, uh, sorry, I don't have any joggers to give you. I think they'd all be too big. You should probably go sit on a radiator for a bit. (laughs) Yeah, and Charlie's like blushing and smiling. Yeah, he's thinking about getting into Uh, the joggers. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) literally. 100%. Um, Oh, God. And we don't get this cute uh, goodbye in the show. No. Where he says, you really have to go. And he says, yeah, my dad said I have to be home for dinner. And Nick says, well, Nellie will miss you. Hmm. I think he means I will miss you. Uh, and he says, Charlie says, I'll miss Nellie too, uh, which I think is code for I'll miss you too. A hundred percent. And then we get this line from Nick, which <laughs> it gets me every time. He's like, don't slip and die on the ice. <laughs> yeah. But before that, we get, and thanks for the hoodie. I'll give it to you on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the only time that Charlie will promise to return a Nick Nelson hoodie. Yeah. 
I'm curious if it happened after that. Oh, certainly not. No, certainly not. Um, but yeah, Charlie's gonna try not to slip and die on the ice. And Sarah puts, or no, Nick puts the kettle on, and Sarah yes. says that Charlie seems like a lovely boy. Yeah, this conversation is like identical mm-hmm. to the show where Sarah says that Nick seems much more like himself around Charlie. And then it ends with what I have described as contemplative sipping. <laughs> yeah. I want to point out he doesn't have his end mug. That's true. He doesn't. It's just like a stripy mug. Yeah. And then the next page is definitely a change from the show. Mm-hmm. We get to see Nick on his bed looking at the photos of Charlie, which we do get this scene later in the show. Yeah. It's earlier in the comics. He's starting to ponder on his feelings about Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie gets back to his house and oh tells Tori that he fell for a straight boy. He's like <laughs> smelling the hoodie. Yeah. Oh my God. Poor baby. And she hugs him. Yeah. I just love that she's there for him. Yeah. And then the next Saturday. Nick is at Charlie's house. Mm-hmm. They're playing the drums, or Nick is playing the drums, and he's terrible. <laughs> and so, trying my best. <laughs> so, we get uh, one stool, two gays. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, they uh, Charlie has Nick scoot over and puts his hands on Nick's hands, and Nick uh, starts the, there's by panic. Mm-hmm. There's by panic. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what's happening there. And this is really well acted in the show. It's very similar to these comic panels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're playing and then Charlie lets go. And even though we know we do with the faces, there's just like this tension that's like tangible. Mm -hmm. Even just through these three panels. And then they just like change the subject and then they're doing homework. Yes. And this is the wrestling scene that I mentioned earlier. Yes. And I have feelings. I know. I really hope we get this scene in season two. Uh, Because this is the scene in which Charlie calls Nick a rugby lad. (laughs) And so then Nick says, oh, really? Why? Well, why don't we just pop out for a cheeky Nando's then, mate? Hey, lads, lads, lads. lads, lads. lads. <laughs> what? It's just banter, isn't it, mate? Isn't it, bruv? <laughs> Charlie's like, okay, okay, stop. You win. I And I, I wrote here, this is my favorite part, and they left it out of the show, which is a crime. <laughs> yeah, it is such a good scene. But I did read mm-hmm. an article where Alice talked about this and they said that they were just it was just too physical for how they felt. It was too soon for them to be that physical in the show. Okay. Well then give it to us in season two then. I know exactly where I want them to slot it in. <laughs> where? In Paris. Right before the love bite. Ooh. Like this yeah. is the flirting that leads up to that moment. It could end in the makeout session, yeah. yeah. That, That's yeah. a good idea. Uh-huh. That would be perfect. And then they play Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. And this is like the infamous Nick Nelson Mario Kart face. Yes. <laughs> and then they have some tea. Now, where were the rest of the springs? They were all out together by themselves. Like, they just left Charlie yeah. home alone. <laughs> and then Ollie meets Nick. Instantly and, obsessed. And, like, immediately obsessed with Nick, which, like, who wouldn't be? And then they're watching Back to the Future. 
and Charlie falls asleep, and Nick goes to hold Charlie's hand while Charlie's asleep. There's no sparks. No. But and then he like gets nervous and he pulls away. Yeah, and that's like a that face is pure panic. Yes. Like it's literally radiating off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the movie ends and Charlie kind of wakes up and Nick tells him that he missed the end of the movie. And Nick says he kinda needs to go home. And then we have the extremely heterosexual <laughs> farewell in the, the front entryway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlie is all wrapped up in a blanket. Nick says he looks cuddly. And then he just hugs him. It takes uh-huh. Charlie a second to register and hug him back. And then <laughs> I love on the I love on 185, Tori, and it just says appear. Appear, yeah. Above her head. <laughs> she goes, I don't think he's straight. And I'm very upset that there's not then a third panel that's just her gone and it says disappear. Oh, that would have been good. We cut to Nick walking home and it's getting really real for Nick. Yes. Like something is happening and he doesn't understand. And he literally says, what is happening to me? Yeah. And he walks in and Sarah's like, Nikki, did you have a good day? And he's so short. He's like, yep. And she's like, "Uh, are you okay? He's like, yep, fine. And goes up to his Normal. Everything's normal. Everything's normal. I'm not fucking having a meltdown inside. (laughs) Grabs his laptop, grabs his PJs, grabs his beanbag. That is not the order that I would grab those three things. No. But then he sits down and he types in, am I gay? And all of the results are like quizzes. We've got the gay quiz from quizrocket.com. The gay test from gay-test.com. How gay are you from BuzzFeed? Am I gay from ProProfs? And am I gay from allthetests.com? And it's like shattered all around him. Yes. So he is uh-huh. like fully overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And then he has uh, his second search is how to tell if you're gay. And he is just reading for like hours. Yeah, I can't even calculate that and then and it he starts Googled. at like 11 and then the last one is like 3 a.m yeah and he's like looking at pictures of charlie and then he googles i like girls but now i like a boy question mark question mark question mark question mark Ugh. he doesn't actually google that one though he, he doesn't know over he- it and then shuts his laptop and he says help me <laughs> it hurts and i say sobbing yeah. It hurts. And then we have April two weeks later, and we're at a rugby match. And this is where we get that Charlie is a reserve. Yes. Um, he's watching the game and texting Tao. He's basically saying how he thinks that maybe Nick might like him back. Yeah. And Tao is more supportive here. It's only in text message, but like the explain in all caps is right. very much like supportive gossiping friend like Mm -hmm. yeah he doesn't immediately shut it down the way he would in the show Mm -hmm. yeah and so then charlie is kind of going through the fact that over the easter holidays they hung out almost every day and they are a lot more physical and they hug and sometimes charlie just catches looking at him and then tau is a bit of a butt yeah And this is where we find out that 
Tao has asked around and heard that Nick has had a crush on a girl called Tara Jones. <laughs> Sorry, that was like really pointed and the windows wide, but uh, our friend Aliza yelled at us the other day yeah. uh, because she insists that Tara and Tara are two different names. <laughs> yes, so I'm going to so, try my best to say Tara from here on out. We'll see how it goes. Um. But that he's had a crush on a girl called Tara Jones from Hicks School for like three years or something. And <laughs> and right at that moment, the game ends. game ends and Nick is like, Charlie, love of my life, sweet baby, we've won <laughs> and runs over. It gives him a hug, like fully in full view picks of the up. entire team, mm-hmm. picks him up. And 30 minutes later, Christian, Sai, and Otis... <laughs> their fucking faces. Yeah, they're just like, huh? And then Sai just calls it like it is, and he just says, So Nick has a crush on Charlie, right? We've all been thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> I want more of the three of them in season two. Yeah, I think we'll get more. I think mm-hmm. that they are gonna get more screen time. I don't really have like any explanation as to why I think that. I just think that they will they will. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, And then we get them kind of like discussing it more and Christian says, but Nick's not gay, is he? And Sai says, well, I guess we don't know. And then Otis, Otis loses points in my book for what he says. He Mm -hmm. says, he doesn't look gay. And didn't he have a crush on that girl, Tara Jones? And that's where Miss Singh comes in. And she just appears and says, you can't tell whether people are gay by what they look like. And gay or straight aren't the only two options. Anyway, it's very rude to speculate about people's sexuality. Go home, lads. Yes. And this is something that a lot of people do not take to heart, obviously, because mm-hmm. this is a very important point in both the comic and the show. Though we don't get this scene, it's said in other ways in the show. And yet. Yeah, we don't get this, but we do get bisexual people exist mm-hmm. in the show. So I'll take it. Um, I do, I just, I love the energy of this, like, line from Miss Singh, where she kind of, like, calls them out, and then just is like, anyway, it's very rude to speculate. Go home. Go home, <laughs> yeah. And then we get Sai saying, I can kind of see it, Nick and Charlie. I was like, ah, Sai's my man. is <laughs> great. More Sai. Please. Yes, and then we cut to, like, the next day or something, and... Nick asks, are you going to Harry Green's party on Saturday? And at this, he was invited. Because he's popular. Yeah. It's different, but. It's different. It's weird. It is weird. Also, I just just don't, based on the way that Harry continually treats him, Mm -hmm. even in the comic, it doesn't make sense for him to be invited, even if he's popular. But whatever. Maybe his parents made him invite the entire rugby team. I don't know. That seems like the kind of energy. I was going to say, his parents don't seem very involved. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Nick begs Charlie to come because all my other friends are dickheads and I don't want to have to spend an entire evening with them. Uh, Which I do not think is fair to Cy, Christian, and Otis, who deserve better than this. (laughs) I think the rest of the rugby team, sure, but the three of them are fine. (laughs) I think he learns that. Yes, yeah. Especially in, like, the later chapters. Yes. Um, but so Charlie says, 
It sounds like you need new friends. And Nick says, well, I have you now. So, and then Charlie <laughs> gay panics. Oh, yeah. And agrees to come. And he says, it'll be fun if you're there. And in all caps, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we cut to the party. Um, and there's like a literal security guard with a list. Yeah. And he has to say that he's on the list mm-hmm. to get let in. I have never been to a party with an actual guest list where you had to be like checked off. Not a party. And no. I cannot, yeah, I cannot fathom being at a 16th birthday party where there's a list. Yeah. There's a list. But I also can't them being at a 16th birthday party where they rented out an entire fucking hotel like this. Yeah, that's true. So we see Charlie walk in. He's going up the steps and he kind of looks really overwhelmed once he gets to the ballroom where everyone is dancing. But then he sees Nick. It seems like he has a lot of an easier time finding Nick than in the show. Yeah. But I do love that they still they like run at each other and almost hug. Yeah, I've been looking for you. Immediately leave to go get a drink. And there's a very conspicuous no alcohol sign Uh by the bar. (laughs) Just in case anyone was wondering. That definitely is not the case in the show. (laughs) Um, Either that or Imogen smuggled some in on her own, but which isn't out of the question. Yeah, that's true. I could see Mm -hmm. that. But at this party, there is no alcohol being served, which is... The responsible thing because it's a 16th birthday party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there could be 18 year olds at a 16 year olds birthday party though. Still though, yeah, no, I, I totally, I get it. But um, and then Harry shows up. Oh, Harry, flanked by Cy and Christian, Harry has some important news. Tar Jones is here. <laughs> I appreciate your attempted Cormac impression. <laughs> <laughs> I think comic Harry is cute. <laughs> yes. I like his little freckles and his like yeah. little like cool guy hair. Yeah. And then we get the Tara Jones info dump. Remember her? The girl you had a crush on all through year seven and eight. The one you kissed at the year eight Higgs Truum disco. Well, now's your second chance. Right, Charlie? <laughs> And we get the, like, anxiety bubble background. Yeah, he's just like... Charlie. He's like, shit, this is my worst fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. And Nick is being literally dragged away down the hallway. By Harry. years ago. Yeah. Who is so much smaller. Like, plant your feet, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, literally just, like, anything. And then... We get the plus she's really hot now. And then we see Tara. Yep. I love her hair. And it's really cute. Yes. I love her hair. And it's really cute because like we have the two of them meeting and then the like panel beneath it is like the two of them when they were 13. Yeah. Super cute. And these two look much more believably like 13 year olds. (laughs) The show. And the literal 10-year-olds that they hired for the flashback in – what was that, in Girls? Yes. Oh, my God. So Nick and Tara are – Tara, sorry, Aliza, are (laughs) catching up. And Charlie is having a full-blown, like, anxiety spiral. Stupid, stupid, stupid. I'm such a stupid idiot. And then, of course, 
As if anything could possibly get worse. Ben. Ben literally bumps into him. And then, of course, there's a dramatic cut back to Nick and Tara, uh, who is, like, more confidently out than she is in the show. Yeah. Because she says, I think Harry must be one of the only people who doesn't know I'm gay. Yeah. As opposed to saying things would be easier if she told everyone she was a lesbian. Mm -hmm. She's clearly been out for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And she is also the one who brings up Charlie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then she says, is that, I mean, are you just friends or? <laughs> Which he can't answer. Yeah, it's like he's, but I love that Tara's heard a rumor and she yeah. already knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tara and Darcy, they have to know all the gay drama. Oh, totally. Um, although Darcy in this panel looks nothing like Darcy in the rest of the comic. It's very, mm. I don't know. I think it's her hair and the shorts. Yeah. It's just very undarcy like energy. But I also feel that way a little bit about what Tara's wearing, but I think that that's just because the fashions in 2010 are so different from yeah, the fashions that's true. in 2021. And then Tara is kind of like, you can always talk to me about it if you need to. And he's just like, where'd he go? <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I'm done with this conversation. I just need to find him again. And then Harry's a dick. Yep. And Otis is also kind of a dick. And maybe um, Sai? Is that Sai? Who says but he's just some nerdy little year 10? I can't tell if it's supposed to be Sai or the guy in front of him. It seems out of character from, like, the dialogue that we've gotten from Sai so far. Yeah. Also, um, like, the, the snarky look that's on the guy in front of him's face yeah that's yeah it's just a i think some unfortunate and confusing angling yeah but yeah so they're like why do you even hang out with charlie why are you friends with him he's just some nerdy little year 10 he got really popular after all that bullying shit last year right that feels really icky to me yeah the way it's phrased is not great. Yeah, like he only became popular because he was bullied for being gay. Like, no, ew. Yeah. Gross. But it gets grosser. Yeah. Do you just feel sorry for him because he's gay? No. Wait. Do you think he fancies you? Oh, my God. How sad. And Nick's had enough of it. Nick's had enough. And this is where I say let Nick Nelson say fuck Netflix. Mm-hmm. Because he says, you know what, Harry? Fuck you. You're a pathetic, homophobic, self-obsessed dick, and I really dislike you. Happy fucking birthday. (laughs) And Darcy says, I actually love him. (laughs) Darcy's just adopting Nick on the spot. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he's looking for Charlie, and then he finds Charlie, who immediately apologizes. Yep. For absolutely nothing. For nothing. And then he he says that he ran into Ben, and we get this little flashback to his altercation with Ben, where he tells Ben not to fucking touch him and shoves him against the wall. Nick's little heart. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh my god, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, he like grabs his hand and squeezes it. And now that they're holding hands, he's like, uh, do you want to go somewhere quieter? <laughs> Yeah. And then we get the scene of them running, which is pretty much identical to the show. And they get to function room B. 
Because Harry's parents bought out an entire hotel yeah. for this party. For zero reasons. You know what, Harry? Like, this kind of goes back to something that happens later. But if you don't want Nick to be running off every five minutes avoiding you, maybe you shouldn't have rented out literally an entire hotel <laughs> yeah. full of empty spaces for people to avoid you in. Right. Like. <laughs> Very true. You You brought this upon yourself. And then we get the um, Super Sweet 16 chat. Mm-hmm. I like the joke in the show better because in the show, it says then he can cry if he doesn't get the right color Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the Lamborghini of it all based on compared to the like more vague, like don't get them the car they want. I, I just I think it's funnier. Harry would be the exact type of person that would be on my Super Sweet 16. Oh, yeah, totally. And would cry because he wanted – a red Lamborghini and not a blue Lamborghini. I just don't see him crying. I see him like punching things and flipping tables. Like whining and like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then they sit down and I squeeze. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Charlie, he's so nervous. I love that you can kind of see his like mouth quivering a bit. He's like, so like, was Harry being serious? Do you like that girl? And Nick gets so defensive. He's like, does not want Charlie to think Uh -uh. that he likes Tara at all. Nope. His face and everything is like, no, 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 no. Charlie, see, you don't have a crush on anyone at the moment. Nick says, well, I didn't say that. And then Charlie gets like sad and he's like, well, what's she like then? And Nick reaches over and says, you're just going to assume there is she. Charlie's head like whips around. <laughs> Are they not a girl? Would you go out with someone who wasn't a girl? And then we get the shot of their shoes and we get the like leaf instead of the label again for both the Converse and the Vans. Oh, yeah. Good catch. Mm-hmm. Would you kiss someone who wasn't a girl? And it's like, it's all I don't knows. And then would you kiss me? And he says, yeah. Yeah. He has an answer for that one. And the would you kiss me panel and then the fla- like Nick with the flowers behind flowers. Ah, oh, so good. It's perfect. I love it. And then instead of the heart stopper leaves, like the flowers like yeah, they fall out of the panel and they float around like the leaves and then they kiss. They link their fingers and then they kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kiss for like a decent number of panels. One, two, three, four, five panels. And then, like, they're a little shy. Oh, my God. Their faces are so red. Yeah. And then they kiss again. Yeah. We get Nick grabbing his hand again. I like that they kept that in for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I love the way that the flowers just, like, flow throughout this whole yeah. page. They break apart. Charlie says, are you Okay. Once again, we get Nick saying, I am being interrupted, so I just would love to know what was going on in that little brain. Was it going to be another? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And then Cy is the one who's coming up saying, I know you're up here somewhere. Harry wants to talk to you. So Nick makes the decision to go and deal with that. Ugh, the way that he looks down at Charlie and Charlie looks up at him is so heartbreaking. It is. It's devastating. But then we also, I missed it, but like, Sai is like, why are you hiding? Mm -hmm. So he leaves and Charlie is just gutted. And it's just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To the point where like the whole panel is just like blacked out because it's so much anxiety. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting that he stands up to like mm-hmm. do something and then really gets hit with it and falls back down against the and just crumbles. Yeah. Ugh, my heart. What a way to end it. And then you turn the page and it says Heartstopper will continue. But do we want to talk about like the little journal pages? Um, yes. So the journals are like completely gone from the show, which I have feelings about, but I get it. It's not a very like TV friendly format. But so we have from Saturday, March 20th. uh, That's the day that they hung out in the snow. And Nick says, hung out with Charlie all day. (laughs) He came over and we went out in the snow with Nellie, which was so much fun. I really like hanging out with Charlie, like way more than my other friends. I feel like I can actually just relax and be myself around him. And we still have such a good time and joke around. I swear I can't stop smiling when we're hanging out. I know it's weird, but I honestly don't think I've ever liked a friend this much before. I sort of dread seeing my other friends. Like they're kind of annoying and being around them is stressful. But when I'm with Charlie, I don't want the day to end. And then he drew Charlie. (laughs) It's so cute. So cute. And there's like snow. He drew like a snow cloud at the top. It's so cute. And then Charlie's journal on the flip side from the same day. So today was amazing. Nick invited me to his house to meet his dog, Nellie, and I ended up hanging out there all afternoon. It started snowing, so we went out into the field behind his house with Nellie, and we just mucked around in the snow for ages. It was so much fun, but God, my heart can't deal with being around him for that long. There is this one moment when we came inside, and I was really wet and cold, So he wrapped me in a blanket, and I swear I nearly melted on the spot. I just, but that's scribbled out, and then maybe is also scribbled out. And then he wrote, ugh, (laughs) sometimes I get the impression he might like me back, but IDK, maybe he's just really friendly. Ah, Why did I have to fall for his straight point? Sad face. It's so cute. I also love the mixtape page as well. I don't have the mixtape page. That is- that is a that edition thing. Okay, well, there's a mixtape to Nick from Charlie. And on side A, there is Boyfriend by Best Coast, Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac, Into by w- Western, but with no vowels, uh, <laughs> What's It Gonna Be by Shura, Style by Taylor Swift, uh, What Would You Say by The Tin Pigeons, Hot by Avril Lavigne, which cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> Young Adult Friction by the Pains of Being Pure at Heart. I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles and Sleepover by Haley Kiyoko. That is an extremely gay playlist. <laughs> There's a side B too. Oh my God. Love featuring To Akari by Kendrick Lamar. Summertime Clothes by Animal Collective. I Want to Be Your Boyfriend by Discovery. Let Me by Zane. 18 by Mm -hmm. Khalid. It's Mm -hmm. Alright to Cry by Francis and the Lights. Wild by Troy Sivan. Pillow Talk by Zane. Into You by Ariana Grande. Anyone Else But You by The Moldy Peaches. So he made an A side and a B side, both extremely gay. Yeah. And there's literally a song on there called I Want to Be Your Boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so. I didn't tell you that I was thinking this ahead of time. So if you are not prepared, um, <laughs> you can tell me. Um, but I wanted to know if you had a favorite quote. And since it's 
the comics if you had a favorite panel? Ooh, that's so hard. Um, Again, I didn't give you advance notice of this, no, and I you meant didn't. to. So I'm sorry. I think my favorite panel might be the combo of the the hand raise and the blush when he was following Charlie and the peeking around mm-hmm. the corner. <laughs> oh my god, that's excellent. As far as a quote goes, I don't know. Off the top of my head, like. <laughs> Yeah, he's just a really cool guy. <laughs> Fair. Uh, my favorite quote is happy fucking birthday. Mm, good one. And it's the panel in which Tori appears. Ah, uh, yes. And it's just it's just the caption of appear above her head that does it for me. I love it. Uh, I do have to dock some points from this, though, because there's no diet lemonade yeah. in any of the Tori scenes. I feel like I remember it being in her hand. Maybe it just comes later in the comics. Maybe. Because, like, that's a thing in Solitaire, right? So that's something that uh-huh. Alice would have decided. Yeah. Um, interesting. But how are you rating by uh, chapters one and two on the Heartstopper scale? Oh, um, so chapter one is like a two. Mm-hmm. A lot of angst and some not great scenes. Yeah, I was thinking like a two or a three. I think I'm going to say a... Four out of five for part two. Okay. Um, I was going to say like a six, I think, for part two. And then I, I agreed with your two for, for chapter one. Oh, you're, so you went above. I do. I think my heart. I also haven't read these in, in a minute. I haven't read anything in like a minute. And by a minute, I mean five months. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I just, there's moments that get my heart racing, like the, the snow and stuff and the kiss and I just can't that's never gonna change for me so but it's less because I think that for crush and kiss and the show I gave those much higher ratings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but for the comics because this comic basically encompasses episodes one through three of the show right. yeah and I think for the comics it's it's definitely a bit lower yeah all right so before we wrap up today after the music episode we had a wonderful idea because lots of you loved Nicolette, and also we love Nicolette. So Nicolette is finally reading the comics for the first time, and we thought it would be fun to have her perspective in addition to our own, because she is coming at this with fresh eyes compared to Ashley and I, who have read these comics more times than we can count. So we are really excited to introduce you all to a new segment that we are calling Nicolette's Comics Corner. Hello, and uh, welcome to my uh, very first ever Comics Corner. My name is Nicolette. My pronouns are she, her, and uh, you may know me from the music episode. That is where I yeah, admitted that I had never read the comics, and since recording that, I have decided to... Just start reading them, and let me fucking tell you, I can't get enough of them. Like, I will read them anywhere. Usually, I'll read them, like, right before bed, because it's, like, a sweet little ending to a really stressful day. So, first off, um, I am very excited to see swearing in full force in these chapters, in this comic, because the show would never And something I noticed in the show is like, you know, Charlie isn't really considered like popular per se, like he's a sweet kid, but 
he's not really popular. And in these comics, he is seen as like this very personable, very popular, gets along with everyone seemingly character. And I have read, you know, later, I do know some of the reasons why and how he got that way. And that's great and all to see him like this. But that was really interesting to me. Even though like in the show, he see he still seems to be like isolating and not really wanting to talk to anyone. Um, and definitely something I wanted to touch on because there is a part, a very awful part in this chapter that is very triggering. Um, something that I didn't realize Alice Oseman was going to do was get, in my opinion, explicit with a lot of the topics that she's covering. Um, and in this one in particular is assault. And um, the one thing that I do appreciate though, is she's sensitive about it. She will put a content warning at the top of the page saying like, before you read, like you can read down in the comments and you can skip it if you want. Like, you know, it's really, really nice to have that because not everyone really does those kinds of content warnings. But I do want to just touch on that situation. There were a couple of things that, you know, the entire thing is very triggering, but there were a couple of things that like really shook me to my core. And one of them being that after Charlie tells Ben, like, I told you I didn't want to meet up with you anymore. Ben grabs him. And that graphic was just so like, it like made me freeze. I think I was on the subway reading it. And it just made me freeze. And then obviously, like when he really like shoves Charlie up against a wall, I mean, we all hate that. That's insanely triggering. But like, I know I'm not alone when I read You're So Hot When You're Angry. And like, there's something that just is so triggering about that. And Alice Oseman is so good for being that explicit and also being so careful with it. I really, really appreciate. And something else I really appreciate is that Nick came to Charlie's rescue both times in those situations. He didn't even know the first time. And by the way, I fucking love that Nick is straight off the bat like, yeah, I know Ben, he's a prick. (laughs) Like, thank you. Like, they're not friends. They're not in the same friend group. There's no like, oh, well, I have to be careful what I say. He's like, no, he's a fucking dick. I don't like him. So that's really nice. Um, So basically, Ben sucks even more in the comics than he does in the show. Okay, so chapter two. This chapter has a lot. (laughs) Um, It's pretty much crush and kiss from the show smushed together. And that was wild. Um, There's so much. And also... It ends with the kiss. Like, there's nothing after that. It just, like, I cannot imagine having to wait after seeing that for the next chapter. And I also wanted to, before I really start with, like, the teenage, their teenage lives, I wanted to touch on the mini comic that is almost at the end of Crush that shows Nick and Charlie getting a dog. And there was always some part of me that was like, well, they'll probably last. But 
Maybe not, but they probably will. And that sort of like solidifies it. So it actually made me really excited to see the journey that they're going to go on so that we can finally see that part where they are adults and living together and in love and starting their own family. So yeah, apparently the Osmanverse uh, favors Facebook to begin with, which is really funny. And something that I wanted to talk about was Nick's flashback in the beginning where he finds out that there's a rumor going around that Charlie's gay. And I mean, I know this is in the show too, but someone goes, I mean, this is an all boys school. So what did he expect? And unfortunately, there are two ways to look at this that coincide with each other. I'm going to relate a lot of this to the show, obviously. So I'm going to talk about the Higgs extra who was talking about in an all girls school, there's got to be a couple of lesbians. Well, you know what? It's the same shit with Truem. It's an all boys school. Clearly there's a couple of people who are going to be gay, but at the same time, toxic masculinity sucks. So he's not wrong, but it sucks. And in my opinion, when Nick gets this information and he goes, okay, cool. It shows, in my opinion, come for me if you want, but it shows that he is queer. No straight person that I know has ever not made a big deal over finding out that someone's queer. Even if it's like later, they will eventually make a huge deal about it. And it's really cute to see like Nick and Charlie getting closer in this episode. However, I don't think it's fair for Nick to tell Charlie that all of his friends are dicks. That's not fair because he doesn't actually know what's going on. Like clearly he has a crush on him and everyone can see that, but like his friends aren't like, yeah, Nick has a crush on Charlie. They are saying, well, we could see it. And I mean, also, you know, because they're not as sweet as Charlie, of course, but like, that's not fair to them. Also, Harry looks 10 times douchier in the comics. I mean, they cast him so well in the show, but like, he is so douchey. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that, because I really <laughs> was like, oh, this smug little dipshit. Well, I was like, Harry's so cute in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to disagree. I think Cormac's douchier, but I think it's just because he gets like the yeah. little smirks, like in the smug faces, just oh. perfect. I don't, he's just like perfectly punchable. <laughs> yeah, really is. So one thing that when we were in the music episode, I found out that Isaac was not in the comics, which was sad, but we get a sweet little boy named Alad and He's a gem, and I met him in one of the mini comics that I did want to discuss because at the top of the page, it said that it was between part 12 and part 13, so I need to talk about it. And it was so adorable the way Alad was very, like, quiet, and he reminds me a lot of Isaac and how quiet and subtle he is, but I feel like he's less silly and a little more gentle, and I think going forward, I'm really going to like him. And also, I had a, an adorable pleasure 
meeting Oliver, who has the strongest gaydar of any six-year-old <laughs> I have ever met. <laughs> and um, I'm going to get a little personal right now because I adored meeting Tara and Darcy. And my girlfriend, when I showed her Heartstopper, the show, um, she looked at Darcy and all she was looking at really was her energy. And she goes, you're definitely the Darcy of the relationship. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yes, my personality is very Darcy, like, you know, out in the world. But internally, I feel a lot more like Tara. And that's where I was coming from. So something that really struck me was when Tara tells Nick, like, you know, Harry is probably one of the only people that doesn't know I'm gay. She doesn't say lesbian. She doesn't say sapphic. Like, she doesn't say any of that. She says gay. And something that I do is I am more comfortable calling myself gay than lesbian or sapphic or homo or anything like that. Gay is what sticks with me. So it feels really nice that I feel like I will be able to connect with Tara in the comics as well as in the show. Like she's very consistent in that way. And I'm very excited to see more of where that goes. Also, the fact that she's already out and everyone's like already cool with it and it's not this whole secret. It's like, oh, that's that kind of relieves a lot. And then it makes Harry look like an idiot, which I'm a big fan of. (laughs) So... Yeah. Um, thank you so much. That was my first ever Comics Corner. Thank you for sticking around for it. And I can't wait to do more of these. So that's just about everything we have today. Of course, this is a bi-weekly podcast by two bisexuals. And we will be back in two weeks with a special bonus episode revisiting season one with our friend Aliza. If you want to follow us online, we are at Why Are We Cast on all platforms. And if you like this episode, please consider rating and reviewing us on your preferred platform. And until next time, bye. Bye.